Get out your Ouija boards, motherfuckers! Ha <laughs> ha! Halloween edition! In the dead of night, this is Halloween. Bro, I've probably watched this movie hundreds of times. I was just gonna ask how many times have you seen this? Oh, I know the whole song. <laughs> I can sing the whole thing if you wanted me to. I won't, though. I'll save you. Town, we call home. Everyone hail to the pumpkin song. Bro, the fucking. That movie's crazy. Um. The, uh, just how it was made. Uh-huh. Like, it's made, it's completely stop motion. Yeah. Like what they do with Robot Chicken. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know what stop motion is, they basically have action figures on tiny little sets, like miniature sets, you know? And then they set up a scene, they take a picture, and then they set up everything, and they take a picture, and mm-hmm. they set up everything, and they take a picture. So every single movement is basically a, a completely new. Um, arrangement set up of figurines dude it's so and cool it's, it's meticulous and this movie took like years to make yep the uh I remember watching um like way back in the day like when they did uh for behind the scenes stuff you had to watch like special feature mm-hmm. shit at the end of the VCR or the end of the oh the VHS OG tapes. before they even had yeah. menu options for yeah. it that's legit so like I would watch this stuff on Jurassic Park and they would plot out like action scenes with the big dinosaurs they would plot it out in stop motion animation and like that's that was my first exposure to it mm-hmm. um and I, I didn't even see uh fucking nightmare before christmas until god i think until like middle school i didn't see it oh wow that's like way beyond your age group i know <laughs> <laughs> i know <laughs> did you like it when you saw it that old yeah, I did. Yeah, and I, I think like mostly it was also it's it a al- good fucking movie. It was a great, it was a good movie, but it was also one of those things um, where like I knew it was like such a classic beloved thing mm-hmm. that I just kind of like bought in already, right? You know, like so I haven't watched it in quite a while, but yeah, I'd, I'd still probably I love still it. Probably like it. If you don't, I watch it every year. If you don't like musicals. Like, that's one thing. Like, if you're not a musical person, you're yeah. not going to like it at all. Yeah. Because it's a musical through and through. I, I fucking, weirdly enough, I like musicals, though. I found out through just, like, certain, like, I love Little Shop of Horrors. Mm-hmm. I love Night Before Christmas. I love Sweeney Todd. Mm-hmm. There's just, like, certain things I'm like, God, yeah. For I'm the, not like yeah. musicals. For the most part, I don't like musicals. Like, that's, uh... Yeah, I don't know. Even even as a kid, like just I was like, why are we singing the lines? Why are singing? What the fuck is going on here? Stop singing! Stop it! So I'm not not a huge fan of them, but like there's there's certain ones I don't mind, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, is James and the Giant Peach is that stop motion also? I think it might be. Like, okay, because I went. I remember. I remember that movie's dope. I went and saw that in theaters. I remember with my uncle. So that might have been my first exposure to stop motion. Mm-hmm. Did you see the uh, the most recent one? The it was like the the karate sword fighting monkey. No, uh, I can't remember the name. I can't remember what it's called. But it looked it looks crazy. They did this uh, this like uh, time lapse of them doing a scene on a boat where like the the monkey like jumps through the air 
and like flips and rolls and dives across the planks and stands up and starts fighting. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I can't remember the name of it. Is it new? Yeah, it's like within. It's definitely within the f- last five years. It's called like something and the something. Yes, I know. Fuck. Yes, it's like Kai. Yeah, dude, I know exactly what movie you're thinking Kubo. about. Kubo and the Kubo, Kubo and, and the, the, yeah, the yeah. sixth something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yep. Yeah, that movie got hella acclaimed. Like people fucking loved it. Did it? Nice. Yes, yeah, people loved it. I didn't know it was stop motion though. Now I definitely want to go watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, check that shit out. Yeah, bro. Fucking. Robot Chicken's still going strong. I know. I love when it. When it came on the other night, I was like, oh my god, I forgot all about this fucking They're show. Still I didn't just, realize it was still running. I love that Adult Swim just has their niche little audience that they just <laughs> fucking ride or dies, bro. The loyalists. Probably just like a couple hundred thousand hardcore motherfuckers that just mm-hmm. love that shit. I, I dig it. I dig that Adult Swim just lets them like... It's like, it's, it's not, it's not necessarily commercially successful. Like, they just let them go. Like, yeah. look at how long they go with Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah. I think me and, like, 17 <laughs> other people watched that show. I love that fucking show. It's my all-time favorite show on Adult Swim. Oh, this time, it, there's a lot of really good Adult Swim shows in it. But for me, Aqua Teen Hunger Force was just, like, it's what they, it's what they do almost. Like, they find, like, these weird niches of humor that, and then they just, do a whole show about it, mm-hmm. and so like if you don't get the joke, you're never gonna get that show. Mm-hmm. But for the people, for you. But but if you get the joke, every single episode is just <laughs> fucking brilliant. It's just brilliant, and it's so stupid. Like I watch that show with people, and everyone's reaction is the same. It's like, what in the fuck is this? <laughs> Bro, I remember watching it with like. To, if I'm being honest, like I probably still don't even know what that show is about or what the jokes Bro, are. It's about nothing. But like, I I. Uh, yeah, because when we watched it, I didn't start watching it from the beginning. I would watch episodes with you, like, as they came on TV. And I was, like, it was, f- I found it funny because it was so ridiculous. That's I had no fucking idea what was going on. Bro, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm trying to sit here and tell I'm you. Good. I'm glad I'm not the only one. No, I, I'm pretty sure that's the, the whole fucking point. Like, there's, like, a loose plot in the beginning. But uh-huh. they restarted the show so many times. Like, it was, like, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. And then it was called, like, Aqua Teen Forever. And, like, they, they, they switched it up. And just kind of did like what we were doing with the podcast. Uh, fucking segue. Yep. But yeah, um, they just did so many different iterations of it. But it was all generally the same thing. It was just Fry, uh, Frylock, Master Shake, and Meatwad, just roommates. And they would just do dumb shit. Get into go on crazy fucking adventures with each other. Shake's an asshole. It's dumbass. He just always ruins everything. Their landlord Carl lives next door and he's just like a heathen like (laughs) he's just like a gross like deviant he's just like a disgusting deviant he always wears flip flops and and wife beaters and he just goes to strip clubs he's just like a piece of shit human being (laughs) (laughs) like like my favorite episode is the one with fucking hand banana and like they have this fucking thing and it says create your own dog it's just some random, it's like so this computer software is create your own dog and so you put in some a D, like a source of DNA into like a fucking liquid thing and you plug this computer program and you like connect it to some fucking electrodes and you literally like create your own DNA dog at home 
And so, like, so, so stupid. So they have to Carl's pool, and fucking Meatwad goes to do it, and Shake fucks with him. Shake, like, runs and, like, puts his hand in the thing and, like, swaps it out. and goes, ah, and just, like, fucks with him. And when it scans, it scans uh, sh- the Shake's, the milkshake's hand. Uh-huh. And his hand is just, like, a shitty little yellow, like, fucking four-fingered thing. <laughs> And so it scans his hand, and the hand comes out. The dog, it looks exactly like his hand, and they call it hand banana because it's bright yellow. <laughs> and it looks like, and this dog is a complete asshole, like Shake, and he just, he just rapes everything. He just, he just, he bark, he, he, he sounds like a dog to everyone, except for Master Shake. He just looks at Master Shake right in the eyes, and he goes, mm, you're going to get it. <laughs> and so the whole plot is just, yeah, me, Master Shake running away from his, his giant hand that is raping him. God, that's ridiculous. That's Aqua Tanunga Force. That's one episode. They did. That's a fifteen-minute episode. Dude, that. Uh, I think all the kids that like grew up on Adventure Time are gonna transfer directly into Adult Swim, like remarkably well. Yeah. I think like. I feel like the cartoons, like the not adult cartoons, have gotten weirder. Oh, they're super weird. Yeah, compared Here's to that. like. Yeah, I, wa- I grew up on shit like Dexter's Laboratory. Mm-hmm. And, like, nor- like the cartoons I watched were pretty basic as mm-hmm. far as, like, what you could think of. Mm-hmm. Plot lines and shit. There's, like, uh... Like, I love... One of the categories of memes I love now is uh, when they, like, put, like, frame of reference around stuff you missed in shows as a kid. Oh, like, right. there's a lot of allusions to Dexter's Laboratory and, uh... What were some of the other ones? Like uh, Johnny Bravo. And Johnny shit. Bravo, like, Curtis, the Cowardly Dog. Yeah. Um, and the, like, Ed, Ed, Nettie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they'll, br- they'll like break down a scene about like, did you notice this when you were a kid? And it's like some sexual innuendo or just like some deep shit about life that just flew right over your little uh, seven-year-old brain. Yeah. And it makes sense that adults making shit are like, ah, oh, this is so boring. Like, let's put some dicks in here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Or just like, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Just like I gotta put like a fucking an acid uh, like DNA on a shelf, or just like we gotta do something here, dude. Uh, fucking in Adventure Time, like they make they make allusions to like DMT and like all 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 sorts of crazy shit, like mm-hmm. all the time. Just like they'll just like throw it in there real quick. Just eh, you're not paying attention. It'll just be right here. That's for that's for the people that notice. That's what <laughs> the little salt base. Salt base some salt some base DMT stuff. knowledge in there. Mm-hmm. <coughs> well, welcome everyone to volume two. Yeah. of podcast for my friends. We did a reboot. We have done a reboot. We did a reboot for multitude of reasons, but just keep things vague. I don't know. We just hit a good spot where we decided to uh, you know just start fresh. Yeah, we did about seventy or so episodes. We kind of like. It was 76 stock. or so. Something. 74, 75. Something yeah. like that. We took stock of, like, what was working well and what wasn't, and just, like, made made decisions on, like, how we can make this better, while also keeping in mind that, like, both of us, but, like, mostly me, we have, uh, like, careers to develop. And, like, at some point, it's probably going to be... Uh, under consideration like well what kind of content have you produced or something like mm-hmm. and I, I just like wouldn't want to like 
fuck up an opportunity for something just for like a laugh or something at some point right you know just for like some careless shit or like just putting out shitty episodes or something right and like i don't think there really was an issue or anything but like we've definitely had episodes where we kind of like at the end it was like well at least we got something recorded this week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's fucking release it. Yeah, not even talking about from, like, an explicit. Like, there's just episodes out there that I was like, ugh. Yeah. It was just low-energy garbage. Yeah, it just sucked as an it episode. It just sucked. So. I would hate for, like, my employer to be like, wow, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, not even, like, you're a terrible person. I don't like your views on life. Like, you just, you're boring. God. Like, this is, this is what you record this and put so out there? dull. This is dull. Yeah. So. We're switching it up. We're going to shift and focus more on, like, things that are, like, relevant and, like, shit that we actually want to talk about compared to just, like, looking for talking points or, like, you know, just we're not going to just shit out content anymore Mm -hmm. per se. Yeah, there'll probably be less episodes, but hopefully because of that, they'll be better. Each one will be better. Indeed. Yeah. Well said, sir. Yes. So... If uh, and in the future, also like we'll have probably have like a vault session where we'll drop some of our old episodes, especially we like, do have some bangers. We do have some fun shit. We have some bangers. So in there. we'll do some best of stuff in the future. So for everybody that has been with us up until this point, like thank you for your input. Thanks, thank Cody. You for your listen, Co- yep, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Haas. We appreciate it. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> Cody had, like, two other people. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, yeah, like, thank you for listening, um, especially, especially through the stuff that was, like, dull while we were, like, finding our feet and figuring this out. Um, and to those of you that are And if you stop li- listening, good. Yeah. <laughs> good. Good job. You found... That was a great decision. You weren't weighted by the grips of our fucking friendship, and you didn't feel guilt, and you were like, this fucking sucks, and you left. And good for you. I fucking applaud that. Well done. Because that's what a good friend would have done. Exactly. This sucks dick. And then they leave. Fix it. Yeah, fix it. And it's better, I'll be back. Mm-hmm. Goddamn right, sir. So, yeah. Thank you to everybody that has listened in the past. And to those of you that are new, welcome aboard. Welcome. Kicking this shit off. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, we're kicking this off with our fucking furnace lighting up. I'm going to turn the heater up. <laughs> We're going to take five and come back in a second. (laughs) We're back now. Our fucking heater kicked on and that shit's loud as fuck. So we had to turn that off real quick. Yeah. Uh, Happy Halloween, brother. Yeah. it's. I didn't even know we were recording on Halloween until we did it. I I didn't either. Yep. Worked out nicely. That's exciting. What is your favorite, like, scary movie, Halloween movie? What's your favorite scary movie? What's your favorite scary movie? I think I already know. Hang on, I mean, you die! (laughs) Yeah, definitely Scream. That's that's not even worth mentioning on this fucking podcast, I feel like. Everyone's like, oh my god, he's gonna talk about fucking Scream again. again? Oh god. Yeah, no, I love that shit. Um, I haven't seen those movies for a hot minute, and I recently read... It was something either on Vice... Or Vox, or like one one of those like uh, news and culture society mm-hmm. websites. Mm-hmm. They they did a piece breaking down like what Scream was in the context of like the horror genre. How it was like how it was like a self 
analysis of like sc- scary movies as a whole. Correct. Like, holy shit! I just that wrote, was amazing. I just wrote a piece about that too, like not oh, in nice. depth about that, but like that's what I touched on. Like this, this movie was fucking brilliant because it used it 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 dissected horror movie cliches, but it didn't do it in a hacky way or a fourth a fourth wall break type of way where it was obvious it uh-huh. used those cliches as storytelling devices for the characters themselves uh-huh. and it put characters in these you know it yeah it it basically just like it it's it's a horror movie where the people know they're in a horror movie uh-huh. is what it is okay and so like in the so they break. It's cool because yeah, the first movie is the is the intro to all the rules, and then in the second one is the sequel. So the whole point of the sequel is like, well, what happens in sequels, and why are sequels relevant to the first one? And then the third one is about wrapping up the trilogy, and the whole thing is that is going back to the beginning and learning something you never knew before. Mm-hmm. So like, what ha- they're using like, like you know the cliches of of filmmaking as story as actual plot devices within the movie Uh and it's really fucking interesting Mm -hmm. and then like the fourth one might be the most brilliant one of all because it takes on remakes and reboots and Mm -hmm. it like plays on this whole cliche of of fucking 21st century and it of like what people will do to become famous and all this other shit Mm -hmm. it's fucking really yeah they're smart movies yeah they're much smarter than most horror movies Mm -hmm. um Maybe that's why they don't... I think they get the credit that they deserve now more because right. people like from my generation are like hyping that shit up and they talk about it and they write articles like that. Like, yo, this shit's good. Yeah. Um, now that you're older, like realizing what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if necessarily if they know if they get... Oh, maybe they do. I don't know. I'm not sure where they stand as far as like what the general consensus of like how good those movies are. But I know like the second one and the third ones are pretty much like ragged on for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. And then people think that they redeem themselves a little bit with the fourth one, but yeah. For the first one's good, but I don't I think the general consensus is that like the second, third, and fourth one sucked. Oh, damn. Which I don't agree with at all. Okay. I don't agree with it at all. I think it's just a continuation of the story in a really good way. They fucked up a few times. They killed Randy in the second one, which was a horrible mistake. Horrible mistake. Horrible mistake. <laughs> I wish you could see John's face right now. So salty. <laughs> Still mad about it. Anyways. Um, but yeah. That's my favorite. But if we were to take... Let's take Scream out. If I had to think about like what some of my other fucking favorite scary movies are. I love Trick or Treat. Is that the... That's like the anthology movie where it's like one town and it tells four different stories in the same town. Uh, it's got the little pumpkin demon. The pumpkin demon thing. And then like it's the got the, the werewolves. And then the, yeah, the, the kids and the quarry. And the witches. And the witches. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I that one. Um, I love that one. It's not necessarily scary, but it's just a super well done, creepy ass fucking movie mm-hmm. about like the traditions of Halloween they're all about like if you break the traditions you die which mm-hmm. I, I don't know it's just a really cool theme that's a great fucking movie trick or treat watch that um I love Amityville Horror with Ryan Reynolds simply simply I watched I rewatched it um it's pretty cliche as far as like what horror movies were back in the early 2000s uh huh but fuck Ryan Reynolds is good in that movie it's like the only movie where he plays a bad guy and he's great yeah just like the the makeup and how they do his eyes and just like him acting like a fucking sadistic like 
possess it's really good uh-huh. it's really good and it's really out of his element and i love watching just his portrayal of george lutz because i think it's awesome nice yeah do you, do you you're more into like the like the creepy side of humanity horror stuff right yeah i like the monster shit so much not so much the monster stuff yeah i like the stuff that i like the stuff based in reality that's why serial killers are so fascinating to me that like that type of shit mm-hmm. um like uh, the uh the original saw is great that's not necessarily based in reality that's pretty far out there as far as like what that motherfucker would do yeah um yeah but like that's why i think it was so fucking scary like a lot of people were disappointed like it wasn't scary and i'm like yeah it wasn't scary if you were just waiting for it to jump out of a fucking closet every 10 minutes Uh but if you just think about like how terrifying it would be as a fucking kid to be terrified terrorized by a demon clown and then to realize that your whole fucking city is covering up the demon clown because they're all terrible people and they don't want to come to grips with the horrible things they do and that's why this fucking clown spoiler alert been out for 20 years <laughs> uh th- like that's why the clown exists there in the first place is because their whole town is full of evil people that just hide it hide evil shit they do uh-huh. and that's scary that's terrifying to think of like oh my god like does that happen in small towns mm-hmm. and then you just start like thinking about it like and i guess for me too i let myself get sucked into a world mm-hmm. like when i watch a movie like i just let myself like be in so like i i tend to have a more visceral emotional reaction to movies than a lot of people do mm-hmm. do you like purposefully like suspend your disbelief absolutely yeah. absolutely that's I, why shit's so scary and so fun yeah i think you and at this point too i think like you almost have to like I mean, we've fucking seen and that's why eaten by a mountain lion <laughs> nothing on that screen is physically scary uh-huh. I saw death twenty yards in front of me. Mm. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna fight for my life. Oh, I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna, die. I'm gonna. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna fucking die by a cat, <laughs> by a big house cat. You know what's fucked up? Pet cougars are it, through their genes closer to a house cat than they are any other type of cat. Really? Yeah. Which is fucked up. Whoa. I'm gonna get killed by a big house cat. <laughs> That's how you view me. This is whack. Wow. Um, that's fucked up. So yeah, like, there's just certain, I feel like most people, there's going to be certain things that happen to you in life, becoming an adult, like, just life shit, that it just, it kills scary movies. Yeah. It really does. Like, if you ever get mugged, if you're ever in a car accident, if you're ever in, like, a real terrifying situation, house on fire, any of these crazy things, mm-hmm. fuck a scary movie. Mm-hmm. Like, what? <laughs> you have to, like, get stoned and, like, like alright, and just, like blank out in your fucking brain and just like enjoy it yeah and on top of that too like we've seen so much at this point we're desensitized just from movies in general movies in general that's a good point like take all that out like just what is out there in the world but especially especially with like movies i think um Mm -hmm. with like you can't just keep ramping it up yeah hollywood tried to make things more gory and everyone got so bored so quick yeah they really like gore is not doesn't equal scary Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. Mm-hmm. What do you think's been? Is there like a really well done horror franchise at this point? Uh, the best horror franchises, I would throw Scream's definitely up there. Um, like new like ones, currently. currently. Um, people love The Conjuring. Okay. The Conjuring. People love Annabelle, and then Insidious are like the big ones out right now. Okay. Purge. I would put that up I there. I think I went and saw. Insidious. I love The Purge. See, I think the that's why I like The Purge. This is like a good a good example of like what I think is scary. Uh-huh. The purge isn't actually scary. Yeah. 
it's it's like a it's like a horror thriller is what I would classify the purge as. Okay. It's it it but maybe like science fiction esque too, just because it's in like an alternate reality in a sense. Okay. Um but yeah, that's not that's not a scary movie, but it's fucking intense sitting there thinking about like, oh my god, murder. What if, what if, what, what if, if, what if? And yeah. then you're putting yourself in this situation like, would you be one of the crazy motherfuckers with the masks? <laughs> or would you be fucking would you be holed up in your house? Would you go defend the homies at the like oh my fuck and then like that's when you get in deep and you get oh my god this, and that's just thinking about all the shit. Okay. That's the shit I think about the crazy like the what ifs, the what ifs, the what ifs. Uh-huh. And then when it's like viscerally linked to reality mm-hmm. when it's plausible that's when it gets scary to me mm-hmm. see i still i still think of scary movies as like I, I didn't even watch that many scary movies when i was a kid but like i still think of scary movies in the way that i did when i was a kid where like at this point now i'm like excited to go sit down and like be scared mm-hmm. and then i go and i'm always fucking let down because mm-hmm. i always go to that place first of like oh this is gonna freak me the fuck out well, nope. Dude, because sure I, I remember <clears throat> watching the first original Paranormal Activity in the theaters and literally shitting my pants. Oh, bro. I remember that shit. Shitting <laughs> my pants. <laughs> Fucking so bro, scared. You were next to me in the seat. You had <laughs> your fucking feet up on the seat and you were huddled up and you had your fucking eyes covered and you were like... I don't know what you were saying, but you were just like chanting something <laughs> as the fucking ghost was coming out at the end. And yeah, I was like, I didn't watch that last scene because <laughs> to that point, I had already seen so many horror movies. I was like, I know, I see what you're building up to. Like, I don't need to see this. Like, I'm already t- fucking terrified. Um, but that is linked to remember we were watching Scream Three. Where you came in and I was like, I fucking didn't like this one scene when I was a kid. Remember, and it's like that's it's that dream sequence where her yeah. mom and she's got like the the dead face and she's uh-huh. just like ghostly. And there's something about creepy, just I don't know, man. It's probably some weird, <laughs> some weird repression shit from my fucking life, and I just scared of fucking women. It's probably what it is. <laughs> But, like, I have this weird thing about, like, women, not little girls, women with dead eyes. And just, like, creepy fucking women. Like, I don't like that. Little girls, I'll kick a little girl in the face. <laughs> if little zombie girl runs at me, I'll kick that little girl. Get the fuck out of here. Twins out of here. Bam, bam. Yeah, I'll roundhouse kick them both in one motion. But, like, a grown-ass creepy woman, oh, that freaks me the fuck out, bro. <laughs> uh, so what about like the is do you ever find out if the ring is like is that a little girl that's is it like a yeah the, the ring never fucked it, me up too much it doesn't the, like go into the backstory at all does it um it's it's a yeah it, it does there's so many movies they break down the backstory eventually but like yeah it's a girl it's like a young girl the ring never fucked me up too much the grudge fucked me up though the grudge, the grudge was similar to the ring but it wasn't it had to do with just like a haunted house essentially mm-hmm. like basically this fucking dad killed a, a mom and a daughter in a house and then they, the spirits to, it's a, it's like a Japanese original that they remade um I think Japanese uh fucking but yeah that one fucked me up that one was pretty scary that had Mich- Sarah Michelle Geller. Mm-hmm. oh sleeper from like early 2000s Her- with Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer what lies beneath what lies beneath what lies beneath that movie made me scared of mirrors, 
did half a decade. <laughs> did my time. Did not like looking at mirrors for a good half a decade. For probably two years at nighttime, my true story, I would turn my back to the mirror and I'd brush my teeth. <laughs> I would not look at a fucking mirror. <laughs> this is how stupid I was as a little kid. I knew for a fact that these movies were fucking with my head and I still would watch them because I liked it so much. <laughs> I just couldn't look at a fucking mirror. So I was like, hmm. Because that movie, she gets out of the shower. Uh-huh. It was like the first movie, like the mirror thing became a common trick where like you look in the mirror and there's something behind you. But like this was the first movie that I saw that like that happened. Mm-hmm. And it was, and like the the one that really fucked me up was like she gets out of this, the foggy shower and like wipes off the fog and then there's someone there. And I was just like, oh fuck, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but like, um, spoiler alert, the, the, the moral of that one is, uh, the story in that one is fucking Michelle Pfeiffer and Harrison Ford are married. Okay. And Harrison Ford has an affair with this girl, and then she threatens to leave him and tell her, and he kills her. Mm. And then her spirit haunts her to like warn her. Whoa. Yeah. So it's pretty. So it's pretty good. Nice. So like at the end scene, she's like running from the ghost and Harrison Ford, and it's just like fucking creepy. Damn. Yeah. That's not even fair. I know. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, fucking ghost. Like, can you warn me in a less threatening way? <laughs> He's trying to rape you, dead face, dead face, dead face. <laughs> like, dead face, stand behind you, scary, dead face. He's the murderer. Yeah, he just, like, knocks some pots off the fucking shelf or something. Can't you ride on a fucking whiteboard? <laughs> <laughs> like, damn! <laughs> yeah, I think the last, the last thing that I watched that was, like, actually, like, kind of creepy was, uh, the show, what's the show, the big horror show? American like, Horror Story? Yeah, yeah, That one. Oh, this latest season has been nuts. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. That that was... I watched it, at like, way after it came out. It was already on its, like, fourth or fourth season. The or seventh so. now. Okay. Yeah. So I started watching it, like, way deep then. But that was, like, right around the first time where I'd started, like, smoking regularly. And so I'd watch... I'd smoke and then, then watch that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely some creepy shit in there. Mm-hmm. Um, even Stranger Things, like, they did a really good job of not showing the monster. The first season was actually scary at times. it was, there was, the first time... When the monster, uh, with the mom in the house and the lights. Yep. And, like, the first time when it goes quiet and then it just goes, and all the lights, I legit was like, holy fucking shit. (laughs) Legit. (laughs) Yeah, bro. Yeah, there was a couple episodes where I was like, legit horror episode. Nice. Mm -hmm. Fucking nice. Dude, that's why, that's why I loved it so much fucking much because i'm gonna start like the second season short tonight. and sweet and just like so compelling and gripping right away mm-hmm. just from the very from the very first episode i was like oh this is gonna this is amazing yeah i am in yeah they I'm hit fucking in. they hit so many things yeah i uh i just started uh yeah the walking dead just started nice and like i'm reading the, the comics too uh-huh. and I, I i noticed a really interesting Dynamic in how I watch the show versus how I read the comic. What do you mean? Like, I am not emotionally attached to anybody in that comic book. Yeah. No one. Uh huh. I don't give a fuck. Not even Rick. And it's weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just how things are. Maybe it's just like my connection to visual movies is is deeper because I grew up watching movies and it's just like you get relayed a lot more emotion through like someone acting versus someone like there's a lot more inflection on a character yeah through visually and and audio versus just reading it 
I don't know what it is. But it's interesting because when I watch the show, I'm like, God, I hope you don't die. I don't want my favorite characters to die. <laughs> and in the comic book, I'm like, I can't wait till someone fucking dies. <laughs> I'm just waiting for like... Because the comic book is way oh, crazier, too. Yeah. It's way crazier. Rick... Like lo- is already missing an arm by the part I'm at, and it's Damn. just like way more brutal and way more horrific because it's a comic book, and they can get away with way more shit. Yeah, way more shit. And so I find an I-, I find an interesting dichotomy of like how I enjoy the exact same thing just in different mediums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think? Uh, so well, first, have there been like comics or like graphic novel series where you get attached to characters? Um, I haven't read enough of them, but like. I always read, um, I always read Batman. I've always read Batman graphic novels. Um, I mean, you're attached to Batman already. It's fucking yeah, Batman. It's this not even fair. Yeah, it doesn't really count. Um, like when I read The Strain, that book series, The Strain, I was super attached to those characters. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's books where I get attached to characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, definitely like like Scott Sigler does a really good job. I get attached to. There's a lot, few times in his books where he kills a character. I'm like, you son of a bitch. I really like that character. So yeah, there's, there, I definitely am capable of getting emotionally attached to a character through a book. Mm-hmm. But comic books, I don't know, maybe I'm just... I've always liked comic books, but it, I've always been super specific in how I digest them. It's mm-hmm. not just like a book or a movie where I'm more prone just to give something a try. Okay. Yeah. Right. Comic books is really specific. Like I go out looking for this type of comic always. Interesting. Yeah. Because like with that, it's almost like you're investing in a series. Yeah. It's like I'm already like, invested into it. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. Whereas in Scott Sigler, I'm investing in him. Uh-huh. I have faith in him now that he can provide me multiple stories, multiple settings where I'm going to get attached characters. Yep. I feel it. Yeah. Well, dude, let's uh, hop into some sports. Yeah, sports. Yeah. Fucking, uh, Dude, this is the wildest fantasy football season I think we've ever had. It's, it's it, complete fucking chaos. It's fuckery. I don't understand what's It's complete happening. fuckery. Um, you read off some records while I fill up some coffee. And go, you, and you, you go up, do that. You read off our fucking division records. Uh, nuts. Our internet is down. What happened? What? I don't know what's going on. Well, well, we fixed that. I would just like to take the time to say, Eric Chambers, I'm so sorry I had to snag that win from you this weekend, but I needed it desperately. <laughs> and, of course, your team is so good that you'll definitely, definitely be in the playoffs, so don't you worry. He's like, bro, I'm trying to make the playoffs. Like, oh, is that what you're trying to do? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're attempting to make the playoffs, are you? Fascinating. I hadn't tried that approach myself. Uh, let's look at this. Where are those already? Oh, here we go. So we got... Bro, this division is great. The Balls Deep division is nuts. Balls Deep is Balls Deep in each other. Ball- <laughs> right now. We are all simultaneously Balls Deep in each other. Uh, yeah. We're all tied at 3 and 5. That's <laughs> you got nuts. Just a shit division. That's nuts. Just... All of us in the dumpster at once. It's just one big... What's your division records with each other? Are you all one and one? Because that would make it even more shit. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. We are... No, I'm two and one in the division. We have one and one, two and one, and one and two. Okay, nice. um, There you go. That gives you tiebreakers. That gives you mad... That gives you mad tiebreakers right there. How the fuck did that happen? So yeah, now that I'm... Finally, three. Bro, because your division's shit, and you won most of your games against your division. <laughs> uh, 
Let's see. Justin and... Okay, no. Cody's in the lead. Alamos. Yeah. Shout out to Cody. Which, like, is unusual. No offense, Cody, but normally your team is in the bottom of the heap, sir. <laughs> Bro, and what's fucked up is I look at Justin... Like, some people, like, Justin's record, he has a good record, but if you look at his points for and points against, that motherfucker has less points scored than me and less points scored against him. Yeah. Like, that's just, how, okay, Mr. Easy Schedule over here. Uh, Mr. Easy Schedule. That's how it happens, though. Like, that's the... And there's always uh, one guy that looks out like that. That, that has less points scored game. than you and less points scored against. It's yep. like, who the fuck is just making terrible decisions against you every week? That was me <laughs> two years ago where I was just, when I was just talking all that shit. I went back one day and looked at like my points for and points against and was like, oh, I see what's happening. <laughs> Bro. I was so stoked about like I'm figuring it out. I'm gonna fucking take this all the way. It's almost not good to have that because then your team's not sustainable in the playoffs. Yep. Yep. Like I'm like it's almost better to skate into the playoffs mm-hmm. and then to pray that your solid team like figures it out then and like we'll continue to figure it out. But yeah. But at least you'll be in the running with it. Like because you went to the playoffs. Most time you go to the playoffs, you just get stomped first round. Yeah. That's yep. That's exactly what happens to me. <laughs> the few times that I've made it to the playoffs, like almost right away, just squish. <laughs> squish. Yeah, I uh, I fucking lucked out this week. Like I was like 30, 40 points behind, something like that. And I was like, oh, there's no way this happened. Well, halfway through this. Oh, DeAndre Hopkins, 34 points. 34. Oh, okay. And then. Matt uh, posted in the group, this is my nightmare. <laughs> Hawks losing. What was it? It was Hawks losing something else. Traded DeAndre. <laughs> just bro, seeing a stew of his own. Just like, <sighs> oh my god. Bro, unless unless you were playing Houston defense, like everybody scored in that game. Yeah. Fucking everybody. Everybody. Wilson balled out. The forty-four Hawks defense. Like even though 20, they allowed like thirteen and a half. Yeah, they still got like sixteen points or something by the end. Fucking. Um, who is it? Richardson balled uncontrollably. On Happer's bench. He almost, I know. He almost had three touchdowns. Happer still won, though. Pulled it back for a penalty. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's It was nice to have, even though I didn't, like, I don't want shootouts from our team, like, all the time. But it was nice to have, like, an exciting fucking game for once. Oh, like, I fucking Right go. from the get-go. I don't care. I want that game every time. Yeah? Every week. Every week? Every week. You know how exciting that was? It was exciting. I don't give a fuck. It was exciting. I'm stressed as a Hawks fan. Shut the fuck up. That was an exciting football game, motherfucker. That was. That was an exciting football game. I don't give a fuck. I want to see pick sixes and bomb darts. <laughs> exciting, thrilling comebacks. That shit, is, that shit is so much fun. It's real life drama. That's why I watched it at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to lose another Super Bowl again. That's a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, those ups and lows, like, I find sometimes, like, I enjoy a super low as much as I enjoy a super up just because it's just like... Makes you appreciate it more. It, it makes you appreciate it, but it's just like... It's like just riding that wave and like you know it's like, all right, well, fucking just embrace this shittiness because like it's going to get good event. It's embrace just like... Embrace the suck. Yeah, embrace the suck of a low because you know like a high will eventually come. It's, it's, it's fun being a sports fan for that, like, for that exact reason. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, when the Patriots suck, eventually... The fans aren't gonna know what to do. Mm-hmm. They're just sure. gonna, they're gonna 
freak out and they're gonna start just shit posting everywhere like And they're just going to attack every football fan like a fucking rabbit pack of hyenas. Because they haven't had to deal with a losing team in a decade. Five rings! Five rings! Yeah, it's just going to be five rings and Brady's a goat post for fucking years. <laughs> Bro, Brady's been retired for four seasons. You need to stop. <laughs> no one's better than us, bro! No one's better than us, bro! Fucking, fucking no one. <laughs> yeah. You know that... Uh... Fucking, it's gone. <laughs> it disappeared. I, I I literally heard you trail off, and I was like, "Oh, you lost it." <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I said that to myself in my head. Oh, it's gone. There it goes. No, but dude, this year. Oh no, no, I know what I was gonna say. You know, fucking uh, <laughs> like that entire organization is just like, just like consulting the charts, and they have like seers with bones and fucking weird stones that they're casting to see like how many more years Brady has left, and they're just. Like, basing all of... They're putting all of their energy and all their fucking money into that. Just, that model just, is just like, let's fucking run this bitch into the ground and get as many fucking rings as we can. Can you imagine, like, the straight dark bloodlust magic? <laughs> like, if that were going on to, like, get... Like, what do we have to do to get Bray to play till he's 45? You must stream Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> Just a, de- <laughs> just a demon and Robert Kraft a demon comes out of a genie bottle frame him frame him and he will play until he's 50 how do we get the Seahawks to pass on the one yard line we can hang him did we just punch both our tickets to hell <laughs> I think we did uh, oh man yeah, dude, fucking Sunday was a fun game or uh, a fun day of football yeah fun fun day fucking dude I'm a, people been like talking shit some people are like oh the NFL is not good the NFL is not good I don't know I just think it's different this year it's different I just think it's, it's also a bunch of people being fucking babies about obviously not letting people kneel yeah it's, like, a, it's a lot of that that's, I'm out I will not watch this football game true. unless my team is standing like proud Americans. It's a lot of that. It's like it's it Shut starts as that, up. and then they're like, "Well, they're fucking ruining the game anyway. Throwing fucking flags every play. You know what? I was getting ready to fucking not ready to watch it anyways. It's like, no, you fucking weren't. No, you weren't. Stop it. No, you weren't. Stop. It. Yeah, stop it. But dude, uh, yeah, there. It does get a little weird sometimes, though. Like, there's been some. I'm still really confused in general about like what a defensive defenseless receiver is yeah and, i mean I and like think I, I understand like there's absolutely no helmet to neck hits but at the same time it bugs me when it's like sometimes the play is so bang bang it's just like all right here's the thing i don't know if that necessarily would have ever been prevented just in that situation and then you throw a flag and give him 15 yards and the dude still has head trauma mm-hmm yeah, it doesn't remedy. Anything. It doesn't. Rem- it doesn't. That, that's my thing. It doesn't. These these flags don't actually fix anything. I yeah. I think. And I then think so it's like, we'll throw a flag like, so they won't do it next time. And it's like yeah, but if you see in the context of that play, like he wasn't trying to do anything. Yeah, I don't know. I give I give the rest a little leeway. I do too. In that sense, just because like that's that's way too much to try and break down and unpack and oh, like, I know assess the situation. Oh, I know. I'm not. I'm not saying but, you can't throw the flags. I'm just. 
more or less, I guess, talking about like it's it's. I don't know. I'm just talking about it. I guess. Like, oh, fair. I, I'm, I'm not necessarily saying I don't want the refs to throw. I definitely think like saying like no, you can't leave with your shoulder up to the to the neck or the head. Like that's that's brilliant. Yeah. But sometimes when I see it happen, I'm like, well, all right. He still has head trauma. That's not going to be prevented. And you just penalize this team for basically no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of how I think about it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, I think it's it's been good for the quarterbacks, like the late hits and not letting the fucking defenders just run gang first into the quarterback after they throw the ball. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that stops. Yeah, cause, definitely. Because there was plenty of times before that was a rule where I was like, Jesus Christ, like, why is that allowed? Why are they allowed just to fuck? But then again, but then it gets really rough, it really weird, because they're still allowed to do that for two receivers sometimes. When a receiver yeah. jumps for a ball and misses, and the, and the defender just fucking boom, just hits him anyway. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, was he not defenseless there? And that's where sometimes I get a little confused. Yeah. Yeah, I can see. There's that. some blurriness still. There's some blurriness. There's some. Blurriness. I think it's, but I think it, but I think overall, I think having the league be more focused on just avoiding head trauma, even if it's throwing flags and it's not necessarily helping anything. I don't know. It, it still is better. Yeah, and I think there's always going to be probably like still better this blurriness period while everybody sorts it out. Yeah, like, I don't think you can implement rule changes and like get everybody on the same page like just like that i don't think it fucking works that way mm-hmm. like i think there's there has to be a few years where these things get phased in and then like everybody starts to figure it out yeah but i don't think the quality of football is going away i don't either like it's that's weird. where i guess that's the point i was trying to wrap up yeah. in that convoluted nonsense is like i don't think the quality of football there's still amazing games mm-hmm. like Another thing we were talking about in the in the group chat of our fantasy football group chat is is that maybe offenses aren't bad; it's that defenses are getting better. Mm-hmm. Maybe the defenses are starting to f- compile the speed and the fucking talent to keep up with these crazy, you know, let them fly passing schemes. Oh, dude, yeah, I think I think I agree with that a lot, um, especially with like some of these like super young dynamic cornerbacks. That's what I'm saying. You have these the the, 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 the Tyron Matthews and the the the, the Bill Peppers of the world. Like you're you're getting freak linebackers that can run with sa- like you know like Mark Barons, like these safeties that are too slow to be safeties. So what do you do? You put them as a fucking freaky fast linebacker. Mm-hmm. It completely changes the game. Now you have a linebacker that's a little small, but he's way faster than everyone he's competing with at that position. So he mm-hmm. can cover tight ends. And uh, he can rush the passer, cover tight ends. He's still big enough that he can sit in the box, you know. But he's just got that that little bit, and he can cover wide receiver half-assed, like the slower wide receivers. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. And when you throw dudes like that on the field, it makes it way harder for you to get matchup to mm-hmm. make up matchup problems. Yeah, in the same way that like the UFC is evol- like that game is evolving quickly. I football is slow though it's a lot slower to evolve because it's way more in place and it's subtle i'm like you just have to notice these changes subtly over the over the course of like 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 you started noticing like you notice in stats a good way to notice how the nfl is changing is look how the stats go like passing yardage is going up running yardage is going down it's good to watch you can see like the trends of shit like that mm-hmm. definitely seen an uptrend in running game a running back coming back mm-hmm. once everybody got away from that fucking running back by committee yeah. approach that was stifling dude it stifled the league all for the three fan- four all years all the fantasy production bro it just stifled the running back position in this league for like three or four years I feel like mm-hmm. it's definitely good to have a committee 
but you can't give a guy two carries and another guy two carries and another guy two carries. Like, no, they got to fall into a rhythm. There's a rhythm that they fall into, just like anyone falls into a rhythm. Yeah. Yep. So I'm love I'm loving seeing like these just workhorse running backs come back. That's been so exciting. The Cream Hunts and the Jordan Howards, Leonard Fournette. Bro, how about Leonard Fournette when he called that safety? Did you see that play? Mm-mm. Bro, there's this Leonard Fournette. He's running around the right edge, and he stiff arms a dude to the ground, and then he looks at the safety, and he waves him. Oh, my God. He calls him <laughs> in, and then, boom, they just fucking run into each other. And then they both get up like, oh, just so hyped. I love it. They both ran into each other and they both got up hyped like they each won. It was great. <laughs> it was fucking, it was tight. That's that shit. So like, I've, yeah, I've been, and then the touchdown celebrations this year have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Did you see the one where Juju Smith-Schuster lo- locked up the stationary bike? No. So he rode his bike to a game once. Uh-huh. He's a rookie and he rode his bike to the stadium and then it got stolen. Oh his, his bike got stolen. And then for such assholes. So the next week, so the next week, he he scored a touchdown and he ran over to the sideline and took out a fucking bike lock and, and locked up the stationary bike. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's genius. <laughs> it's such a low key like hardcore That's football fan reference. Funny. Yeah, no one else is gonna get that shit. <laughs> such a low key reference. Uh, yeah, I love it. Oh, there was another really fucking low-key one. So, uh, Mike Trout is a... I don't know what baseball team he plays for. He's a really good baseball player. He's a super hardcore Eagles fan. He's been in the Eagles uh, stadium a lot, and the announcers have been like, oh, Mike Trout, baseball MVP, da 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 So, um, the Eagles... Alshon Jeffrey and that dope touchdown he scored last week where he hurtled over the defender and then ran to the end zone. Well, the touchdown celebration was him lining up to bat and then someone pitching the football at him, but they just threw him and hit him with the football because Mike Trout got hit with a pitch. <laughs> it was like like famously got hit with a pitch once and had to leave the game, and it was just like a low key little uh, throw. That's hilarious. Super funny. Just some like insider shit. Yeah, just like some that. some. I, I love Easter eggs. I love Easter eggs, yeah. dude. I love little things like that. I do too. Speaking of uh, like games evolving quickly, I don't know what's gonna happen this weekend. Like the more the more I think about it, like I think see I go back and forth. Like I don't think GSP would take this fight if he didn't like Oh so confused what you were talking about. Think he could win? Oh yeah, so, yeah. Like I don't know I don't think he would take the fight unless he like truly like in his balls believed he could win. Right. But I just I don't see how he's gonna make up four years of absence. Like and just come in there and like keep up. No, I don't. Especially when Bisbing is like continually like changed his game throughout his whole career. Yeah. And like the only change we saw in, in GSP was after he got knocked out by Sarah, mm-hmm. and he basically just stopped being as careless and went to more like his dominant style where he just take wrestle you, take you down, and beat the fuck out of you for five rounds. Yeah. And just control position. And then and then he stopped after that. Mm-hmm. He got his ass whooped in like two fights. Lost? Did he lose a close? I don't think he lost his belt. I think he relinquished it. But, I think he relinquished. But it I'm pretty sure he he won like a decision that most people thought he lost to Johnny Hendricks, and he took a beating. That's right. Yeah. And he took a beating. Yep. Split decision. He won a split decision, right? Yep. And if was... I'm and if I'm not mistaken, a lot of people don't think he won that fight. Yeah, I remember. I vaguely remember that fight too. Yeah. Um. 
So that's just like... Oh, my God. That's like a lot of adversity to come off to versus Michael Bisping is just like... Yeah, he's been doing his... His... Oh, yeah. No, he didn't He didn't lose to... He lost to Matt Serra, and that was his only loss until uh, that... No, I I misspoke. Way. I don't know why. I don't. I didn't mean he didn't lose any. He just he took. He got beat. He got beat up a lot in his last two fights. <laughs> took some thumping. Yeah, stuff. he took. That's what I meant to say. He just yeah. took a lot of beatings in his last fights. <clears throat> yeah, and he. Yeah, November sixteenth, two thousand thirteen was the last time he fought. So it will legitimately almost be four years. Yeah, almost four years to the day. <clears throat> Bisping's been working out. He's he's had how many fights since that in that three years. We can find, Let's out. find out. We have the technology. But for sure, he's had at least three. I say November of 2013. Yes. Yeah. So, so he's had. Oh my God! One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight fights. Eight fights. That's about three a year. Two a year. Two a year. Yeah. 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 And then so t- and and, and that- in that time he evolved to the point where he took a belt away from Luke Rockhold. On 10 days notice. On 10 days notice and then defended the belt. And then defended the belt against a guy who had his fucking number. Yeah. Against a guy who's a legit bad matchup for him and he still beat him on points. Mm-hmm. Put him in trouble at some point too. Yeah. And came back from trouble. And before this, fucking should have lost against Anderson Silva because of that fucking knee. Oh yeah, he that came back so, to life. So he literally rose from the dead fucking after an Anderson zombie bisbing. Yeah, and then fucking grounded out that decision and boxed his face off for the next two rounds after that third round and won. Oh, that was a wild. Fight. That was a wild that fight. Was wild as shit. Bro, God. you realize I thought it was all over. I thought there was no way in fucking hell. As soon as as soon as he hit him, I was like, God, that sucks. Like. They're gonna have to just like disqualify it and like that's it or well no because it happened it happened at the buzzer it happened at the buzzer and I was like well, that's gotta be it and then but he didn't call the fight because it happened at zero so you get that minute to recover mm-hmm. and and then Anderson thought he won he was on the cage uh, dude yeah that's uh, crazy well you realize if if Bisbee <laughs> wins he'll have beaten the the two greatest fighters of our lifetime oh man damn. That puts him in some serious like. Bro, he, he's already he's already the winningest UFC fighter of all time. Mm-hmm. He already has the most wins, like mm-hmm. just number of wins. He's a fucking bona fide Hall of Famer. Yep. There's no arguing it. Uh, yeah, Bisping doesn't get a lot of love because people don't think his title defense has been real. But I don't give a fuck about all that. I do not care. I don't care about uh, any do of that. Care. Most people are just salty dogs. And that, fucking, so yeah, I got I got Michael Bisming in that fight. I got Michael Bisming. This whole card is fucking. I got sick, Michael Bisming by fourth round TKO. I like it. I like it, dude. Even even on the undercards, like the the fight pass shit. You got some good fights. You got like number nine and number twelve dudes. This dude is uh, Mickey Gall versus uh, Randy Brown's gonna be a good fight. Kudalaba's fighting. Yeah. I'm, ex- I'm excited. St. Pru, is that Corey B- Is that the Beast 365 Anderson or whatever the fuck that dude's name is? Yeah, he changed his, he changed his nickname. What is it now? It was Overtime. Oh, it was so much better. better. Than fucking, it was Beast in it was like, 2487 or fucking <laughs> 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 I don't remember, bro. It was like 25, 24, like... like it was, instead of like 24, 365, it was like Beast in like... 
25. I put in extra days yeah. that don't even exist. Yeah. That's how hard I work. Yeah, it was just something mm. like that. Just say you put in overtime. <laughs> <laughs> Let's simplify this. I grind into infinity. <laughs> I was just like, all right, bro. <laughs> Let's don't. Uh, I don't really care about this Walt Harris fight. Nope. Uh, James Vick, though. The executioner. Oh, James Vick's that's dope. Joe Duffy. I like oh, that's a good Duffy. fight. Ooh, that's a lightweight banger. Bro, that's a low-key fight of the night, maybe. It could be. Definitely. I don't know. We got, this is a murderous row up top. No, you're right. It, I'm saying, though. Like, Actually, this could be fucking If I had to pick a, a dark horse sleeper for fight of the night, it's that one. I like it. I like it. Also, could not give a fuck about this Johnny Hendricks fight. No, nope. can't believe he's still fighting. Nope, sure can't don't. He's still don't care at all. God damn it! Don't care at all, dude. This fight though. Ooh! Steve oh, Masvidal. Masvidal. Oh my god, that's a sick fight, bro. His story is crazy. Masvidal. Bro, he fought in the backyard with Kimbo. <laughs> I know. I mean, watch that shit. I was like, that's him. Mm-hmm. Whoa! I love. I love too that uh, fighters are now doing like their own series, like their own docu series stuff. Such a good move. Mm-hmm. So smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been nice having people go on the Big Bound Breakdown and talk about shit, too. Fuck yeah. It's been nice to have that to learn more about fighters that I didn't know anything about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a reach that the UFC should be doing. They're slacking. They're slacking. Dude, the NFL does such a good job of telling the story of the NFL, mm-hmm. telling the story of players after the NFL and what they do, telling how people help out in the community, telling stories. Telling stories about like inspirational fans who have lost limbs and like use that team as like inspiration to come back, and then they invite that they fucking you know let that that kid hang out. Like the NFL does a great job of branding themselves in a positive way. Like they spin that shit in their favor for sure, but at the same time, those good things are all happening too. Yeah, and those are all because of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Even if they do spin it. In a, in a way that makes them look better so that people don't pay attention to the horrible shit they do do. Cover up some head trauma here and there. But I, but it doesn't take away from yeah. the good shit that is actually being done. Exactly. And like, I'm sure there's a lot more of that in the UFC if they would pull their heads out of their fucking ass. They need UFC films. Like, mm-hmm. NFL has NFL films. Mm-hmm. NFL films is this whole fucking thing. They do, they have, that's what they do in the off season. They take NFL films will like show players that go on USO tours and how they interact with people in different communities around the world and how it touched them and how it brilliant shit, moving shit. Do that. <laughs> the whole blueprint is laid out for you. Fucking do that, bro. Do you know how much content I have? I'm gonna go on a rant right now. Do you know how much content <laughs> I fucking have gotten from the NFL? So much content I take is from what they do, uh-huh. taking what they do and branding it around cannabis, like their model. Their model. How football, like how? how football and real life interact. Uh-huh. How cannabis and real life intercept. And how the two, how football makes you a better person versus how cannabis culture makes you a better person. And how those two intercept. And it's the same shit. Uh-huh. You can apply it to anything. Interesting. You can apply it to the UFC. What the fuck are they doing? Uh, <laughs> 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 They're fucking putting together those weird, what was the one I saw recently? They do the weird shit where they're like, how many marshmallows can you eat in 12 seconds? Yeah. Go! <laughs> Instead of fucking telling you, like, Mickey Gall, like, I want to know who this motherfucker is as a person. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, it's... Uh, Dude, yeah. They, 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 and they don't even really... They get at it kind of on their uh, on their UFC, like, their countdown shows and stuff, but they're not... They're not doing... It's, it's too fight-oriented. They have to go way beyond the fighting. Mm-hmm. I need to see these fighters as humans. Mm-hmm. Take the fighting shit out of it. 
Yep. Like, and that's what NFL has done a really good job of, like, focusing on the on the players outside of the game and, like, how the NFL affects the fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's just super important, too, when you're dealing with sports where, like... It's important in this country. People... Like, sports is a big deal. Like, yeah. you have to treat it as such. Mm-hmm. You really do. And, like, the NFL realizes, like, how their brand can bring or break households. And, like, that's fucking... Football's important in this country. But I feel like more in general now... Sports are important to this country. Mm-hmm. And if UFC did a more important job of showing people why fighters are amazing people and why what they do is amazing and why you should watch, like it would it would grow more. Yeah. In yeah. In these in these sports, especially especially with football and fighting, like sports that are like there's some gladiator shit. Fuck yeah. Like, go out there and put your body on the line for our entertainment. Rise up America. For sure. But don't let them kneel, of course. Yeah. Ugh, scoundrels. Scoundrels. So, like, you need those, like, humanizing stories, I think, to show that, like, oh, they're not just fucking cogs in the machine that you just, like, swap in and swap out. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of these uh, these fighters and these football players, like, still have, like, really deep roots in their communities and are, like, doing a lot of shit in that respect. Yeah. So, like, we need those stories as well and not just the, like, smash and bash. Mm-hmm. That shit's got to be there. Agreed. Uh, dude. Either honestly, either the either of these two fucking championship belts could be the the main event. Fucking Joanna and Rose, like that could be main event easy. Yep. Garbrandt and Dillashaw could be main event easy. I think that should be I the main wish, event. I wish I they really would have. I think that should be the main. I don't event. like this spectacle shit. No. Of like honestly, it should be. It should have been Biz being GSP, Joanna Rose, then Cody. Yeah. Yep. That's how it should 100% be. hundred percent agree. That's how it should be. I hundred percent agree. But bro, fucking like I still have the GSP screenshot. not a made event anymore. I I'm still sorry. have the screenshot of like it. a month ago when Dana White was like put up the the first poster for this and was like, For those of you that still give a shit, tickets are coming out soon. <laughs> like, wow, you're so behind your product. I can't wait to order this card. You fuck. <laughs> I, so fucking ridiculous. Take my money, Dana. I can't wait. Oh. Take it all. Here you go. And then while you're at it, throw in a Fight Pass subscription. God. So I can rewatch it again. I'm going to buy a year of Fight Pass. God damn Right it. now. God damn it. <laughs> Jesus. What are you doing? Or when he's like promoting other fighters wearing like a Conor McGregor shirt. Or so it's like, <laughs> oh, God damn it. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> uh, all right. You and Rose. Uh, this is gonna be a good fight. Mm-hmm. I think Yuana's gonna get tested again, like she always gets tested. I just don't see. I just yeah, Yuana's a little savage, and like I don't. People are like, well, Rose keep gets getting better, and I'm like, yeah, but I think Yuana's getting better too. I, think she I just too. think it's harder to see that she's getting better because it's just kind of more of the same. But it's just the timing, the just the little tiny details that make you know it's the difference between having a fucking journeyman quarterback and having an Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. just mastering those fucking those those uh, fundamentals it's like and so it's like you don't even see what's happening what makes them so good at that point but it's just happening in front of you and drag, I feel like that's where Yoana's at drag you into deep water she definitely started in, her training's definitely gotten be- like she's gotten better progressively since she moved to Florida and started training full time at ATT mm-hmm. and uh, yeah I don't see any reason why that progression doesn't stop uh, yeah I got I got Yoana winning most likely by a a late late fifth round TKO or a decision mm-hmm. yeah I think it'll probably be 
by decision. Like, for all her volume and all the, the strikes that she lays down, like, there's still not that much, like, knockout power. No. Where her, where her devastation comes from is her elbows, and she starts cutting you. Yeah. When she yeah. hits you with a few elbows, you start bleeding, your eye swells up, you can't see, and then that's and she just lays it on. Yeah. She just lays it on. Her last four title defenses have all been five-round decisions. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I agree with that. This fight. This fight's so hard to decide. <laughs> I have no idea what's going to happen fucking here. I have knows. no idea what's going to happen here. I'm, like, the more I hear about... I don't know if I've been this excited for a fight since maybe, like... Connor Diaz too. Mm-hmm. It know? has like the same. It has a different brand of animosity, but that like fucking like at your throat. Like, bro, this is real shit. animosity. Yeah, this is like real. This isn't some stage. No, like, this is sell the fight shit. Yeah, like Connor McGregor's always been a little bit of stage sell the fight shit. You can tell, but with this is like I fucking don't like you. Mm-hmm. I fucking don't like you. And this crazy thing, this whole drama between Chris Holdsworth and FTJ Dillashaw ended Chris Holdsworth's MMA career if he didn't is such a crazy thing have you heard about all that with the like knee to the head knee to the head yeah and that's like they've always been saying you know Dillashaw's a dirty fighter Dillashaw's a dirty fighter but it's just like dude you don't fucking know you don't know it's just as easy to believe that a gym went sour on a guy and it's just like they're all talking shit as it is to believe that TJ's just an asshole Mm mhm yeah, it is. It, it's and like I don't fuck. I haven't been. I, I haven't been in any of those situations. I don't know any of these guys personally. Um, they both. I've heard them both on podcasts. They both seem like nice dudes. Fuck, I don't know. Yeah. So I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. I just want to see a good fight. This is like the the more I get going to life, the less I learn to get emotionally attached to these fucking people. Because then some crazy shit comes out. It's like, oh god, like <laughs> you know, okay. fuck Ugh. the whole world. Yeah. So I don't. I don't see the fight. I want to say I don't see the fight going to a decision because like they're both. So, I don't think it will. They're both so skilled. I f- and they're both so much animosity. I feel like someone's gonna get fucking finished. Dude, I just realized this car is gonna be so long. There are three fucking 25-minute fights right at the top. Mm-hmm. So this car is going to go forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't see this one going the distance, though. Uh... God, I've been dreading this pick all week. I've been dreading this pick all week. I've been back and forth in my fucking head. But I'm going to ride with what I've been leading with the whole time. I'm going to go with Dillashaw. Oh, good. I was going to go with Garvin. I'm going to go with Dillashaw. Nice. Um... Prediction, sir? Probably our third round TKO. I like it. Damn. I don't... I got Garbrandt third round TKO. I don't think... I think it's going to be a fucking great fight. And I don't think Garbrandt's going to get finished out of being emotional or fighting stupid. I think he's just going to get finished because... They're gonna go in there to fight. They're mm-hmm. gonna go in there to throw leather and to fight. Mm-hmm. And she's just gonna, it's gonna, he's gonna get caught. Once, yeah. I don't think it's gonna be any. Like, I think it's gonna be a a a a Cruz um, garment situation where Cruz knew he was losing and he was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go sling some gloves." And he got mm-hmm. caught and he lost. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I definitely th- don't think he's I, gonna go in there and like lose his cool. Like no, after watching, no, no, no. Fight, he's not. Gonna, I don't think he's gonna get obliterated or anything. I think I just think there's they're gonna be cool, but I don't think they're not gonna get, take chances against each other to finish the fight. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't think they're I don't think we're gonna see a Tyrone Woodley 
uh, uh, Wonder Boy situation where they fight safe. Just like keep keep the belt, keep the belt. I like, think they're gonna. I think they're. Both I think they're gonna, gonna go after it. Make a statement. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're gonna fucking go after it. I agree. And I think it's gonna be fight of the night. Hand. I think that fight. I think we're gonna see blood and glory. <laughs> I think that fight's gonna be sick. And then the main event. If you still give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Quote unquote. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, yeah, I got, uh, I got Bisming. Like, I just, as much as like, for sure, like, wear your cup when you take a fucking picture, huh? Who? Fucking GSP <laughs> just got a hard mushroom tip. Just hanging out there, Dick just <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> Good lord, sir! Yeah, I just don't see it. Uh, him like reinventing himself. No. No, he's G- he's motherfucking GSP, but yeah, I'll see it. Yeah, I got I Michael G- Bisbing in the fourth. Yeah, I like TKO. I like Bisbing in the third with a TKO. But if GSP held on for a uh, fifth round and got decisioned, I wouldn't. That wouldn't surprise me. Yep. Like if Bisbing whoops his ass in the first few rounds and then he manages to, uh, oh, um, like wrestle him take him down and hold him down for a little bit and win a couple rounds here or there like I wouldn't be surprised if that happened either mm-hmm. well if GSP lays on Michael Bisping for five rounds and wins I'm gonna fucking be pissed <laughs> A I'm not gonna be pissed because that's what G- Bisping does or necessarily mad at him I'll be so mad at Michael Bisping for oh. not like hey bro you knew he was gonna do that mm-hmm. why did you let him do that I'm gonna be so mad if that's the if that's what I watch. Mm-hmm. It's like wow, I waited four years to see GSP fight like fucking GSP. <laughs> oh boy, god damn it! While you're while we're uh, while we're wrapping up here, uh, how about Darren Till? Oh yeah! He, oh my uh, god, he whooped oh poor Cowboys ass. God, all the way that all the way back to America. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> he is. He's fucking enormous for that weight division. He's so long and rangy, and he just looks... He has, like, Conor McGregor-esque confidence in that fucking ring. Yep. And he's just, like, the way he bounces and moves around and the way he's, like, holding his arms... He's from Wales, correct? space and shit. Yeah. Yep. So, he could be a serious problem in that division. Definitely. How about... How about, uh... So bad for Cowboy, like... Ah, dude, I don't know if he's going to... I don't think he'll get the fight for a title. No. I honestly don't think he's going to. I don't think he will. I don't see him climbing back up through the ranks. No. Just taking on all these motherfuckers in there. I just don't see it. Yeah, it sucks. It fucking sucks. Such a bummer. Why don't you listen to Shab? God damn it. I know. Um, Yeah, how about Colby Covington's crazy ass? Uh, Bro, they had him on straight lockdown uh, after... Uh, um, that event after you talk shit about all the Brazilian fans, like they had to straight put him on lockdown. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, it's crazy shit for sure. But like, hey, maybe not talk shit about the whole country. Yeah, leading up to the fight. Like, are you surprised that this happened? Yeah, yeah you can't do that. <laughs> the fuck, you definitely can't do that. Yeah, he'd smash Damian Maya though. He'd fucking obliterate. Oh him. yeah, it was. Like him, Maya looked tired. Yeah, he didn't look. He, he didn't looked look like himself. he should have. He looked like he wanted to like get back in there after his title loss and and figure stuff out. But it's like, bro, you just like did the same thing. You just like held on for single legs, and it was like boring. Well, I think the first 
it like the first round i think he i don't know it felt like he just went in there to try and bang and like to try and strike with covington and like that just did not work at all right he didn't try he didn't attempt like hardly any takedowns he didn't appear like he was gonna slip some shit in and pull guard or any of that stuff not at all just like when he fought masvidal he was remember how he would he would grab on you then he would just link to transition to takedown attempt to takedown attempt and he I just didn't. I didn't see any of that versus Woodley, and I didn't see any of that versus. It was almost like he would get to his one position for the single leg and then stop. Mm-hmm. Versus like with Masvidal, you like oh the single didn't work. Go to a double. I'm gonna fucking grow up and try to get your back standing and then pull you back down. It was just like in this one, he just seemed tired. Like he stopped. Like the progression of chaining his takedowns, like for some reason, just wasn't going mm-hmm. to where it used to. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how yeah. to explain it other than that. Yeah. It's. It's weird. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if he feels like he's uh, he like has to be more explosive, like in the sense of like trying to fight or just like get big takedowns or something. Right. Like, I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, it was weird know. as fuck. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't get it. I don't know. Also, don't. Uh, I don't really know what I was expecting out of Lyoto Machida, but Ooh. I was expecting that. He got. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I was expecting that. That was that was rough. Yeah, he walked out to Game of Thrones and then got the fucking he got king, the fucking he got the king Ned the ice king dagger. Yeah, he got the king Ned treatment. <laughs> was fucking dead in the first season. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that's funny. The king Ned treatment. Uh, love it. Yeah. All right, bro. I have some homework to do. Me too, bro. Let's I got a lot of shit, shit to do. Uh, all right, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time we record because yeah. we don't have a schedule. No anymore. schedule. Wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>